0: As we continue with worship, I will be reading Luke chapter 22, verses 7 through 20. Again, Luke chapter 22, and I will be reading verses 7 through 20. And my version may be a little bit different from what you have in your, bi- your pew Bibles. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Let us continue to prepare our hearts to hear and receive the word of the Lord. Then came the day of the unleavened bread on which the the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat it. They said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters and tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished, prepared there. And they went and they found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Good morning, 4th Street Presbyterian Church. I will bless the Lord at all times. His word shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Church, God is good. All the time? Amen. Let us pray. Lord, continue to be in our midst. Continue to open up our eyes so that we might see you, if only a glimpse. Lord, continue to open up our ears so we might hear from you, if but a word. And continue to soften these hardened hearts so that we might receive all that you have for us on this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Let this body say together, Amen. I am excited to be with you on this morning. It is always a good day when we are in the house of the Lord. Amen. And it's a special day when I get to worship with 4th Street. 4th Street has a special place in my heart. And it it took the children to uh, wake us up a little bit this morning. Amen? Amen. Or get us out of our humdrum. This is what we do on Sunday morning. So God bless the little children. And God pray for the parents. (laughs) In our Exodus text, we understand that Moses is speaking to a newly freed people. And these are the Israelites. And they have suffered under many years, many generations under Pharaoh's rule. And in reading Moses' exhortation to the people, I am reminded of another great leader. After the Civil War, the 15th Amendment in 1870 was ratified and it it, it prohibited states from denying a male citizen the right to vote based on their race, color, or previous condition of servitude. However, this did not stop the various discriminatory practices used throughout the next decades preventing African Americans, particularly those in the South, from exercising their right to vote. During the civil rights movement in the 50s and the 60s, voting rights activists in the South experienced various forms of mistreatment and violence. On one event that we know of as Bloody Sunday... Many Americans, both black and white, on March the 7th, which was known and slated as a peaceful march from Selma to Montgomery, this happened for the voting rights. These peaceful demonstrators were met by the Alabama State Troopers who viciously attack them with tear gas, water hoses, nightsticks, and whips after they refuse to turn back. I have the honor to know one of those marchers who is a member of one of our Presbyterian churches in the city of Detroit. She still has the scars on her legs from that dreadful day. And while many say, when are you all going to get over this? Each morning as she looks at her legs, she is reminded of that Sunday. I was chatting with my mom the other day, and we were talking about the election and the different things going on, and she shared with me something that she went through. She was raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, and when she was coming up and she was at the age where she could vote, there was something that she had to do and it was called a literacy test. And she still remembers distinctly one of the questions on that test test was, what is your race? And it was a multiple choice, and it says, Are you black, are you colored, or are you a Negro? So it didn't matter what she answered, it came back that she had failed that exam, that test, because it was set up for failure. But, church, there is good news. It would be on May 26, 1965 that the Voting Rights Bill would be passed. And the U.S. Senate, by a vote of 77 and 19, would say that we need to do this. And then after a month-long debate, the U.S. House of Representatives would also pass this Voting Rights Act and then President Johnson signed this Voting Rights Act into law on August the 6th, 1965 in the presence of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and other civil rights leaders. Dr. King would later say that Selma brought us a voting bill, President Johnson then signed it into act, but it was the people of Selma that made this happen by the mighty hand of our God, of our Lord and Savior. And that that is the same thing that Moses was telling his people, telling the Israelites, that it is by the mighty hand of people that you are now free There have been many times in our history when a group of people have been marginalized. And in the Old Testament, reading it today, it was the Israelites. And as I understand, you are in a sermon series on Exodus. And we have reached the point where where Moses and Aaron have secured the freedom of the Israelites again by the mighty hand of God. Somebody say, but God. God. And then Moses is giving them instruction. And in this instruction, he's talking about this feast that is going to happen. And it's the feast of the unleavened bread. And you will hear that a lot. Unleavened bread. And so what is unleavened bread? Oh, well, of course it's bread without leaven. So what is leaven? Leaven can be many things. One uh, definition says it's an agent of change, something that causes transformation. Generally speaking, when it comes to bread, we know that it's a, a form of yeast that causes this bread to rise. In the tradition of the feast of the unleavened bread, they are reminded or or they are, yes, reminded that this leaven is a sin. And so they want to keep this sin away from them. And even Jesus warns the people to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and goes on to say that this leaven is hypocrisy. And we know that the Pharisees are the the, the religious, intelligent folk. That's how I call it. But beware of them that have all of this knowledge, that even this knowledge would make the, the word of God null and void. So my encouragement to you is to beware of the leaven in your life that is causing you to sin. In my ministry to youth, I often tell them that we cannot entertain everything. This world has a lot to offer us. And we have the free will to partake of it. But we know the, world's, the word says that everything that is out there is not good for us. Church, we don't have to look at everything that's on that computer. Amen? I tell my young people, you don't have to listen to all of the music. Some of that will get into you and transform you into something that God uh, has not designed for you to be or to become. So beware of the leaven that is around you. When we move on to our New Testament reading in Luke, this is a very familiar text. You all say it every second Sunday. The institution of the Holy Communion. I appreciate that text so much but I wonder if we truly as a people understand the meaning of it and Pastor Ann was right on it with the young people today with the children today Jesus was at this table the Passover meal and he's with those that he loves his disciples and he says to them after taking a piece of bread he said that this is my body broken for you and so i'm sure they're wondering what in the world is he talking about but jesus didn't stutter Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus Christ, fully human, fully divine, died on a cross for you and for me. And I go to some churches, and it's not done here, and, and, and I'm happy about it, but they'll have the bread neatly sliced. But we know that when our Lord and Savior was on that cross, it wasn't so neat. It wasn't so pretty. It wasn't so perfect. But Jesus Christ on the cross died for you and for me. He paid paid the price for our sin. So he took that bread and he told his disciples, whenever you eat of this, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus Christ, the bread of life, eternal life. Somebody say eternal life. Because he died and paid the price for us, and on that third day rose from the dead, each one of us has the right to eternal life, and that is good news. Somebody say, Good news. So, again, I wonder if the disciples really knew what Jesus meant when he said, My body broken for you. I wonder if you understand what it means when we say Christ's body broken for you. Church, Jesus is the bread of life. And that is good news. And because he lives, somebody say, he lives. Each one of us has the right to eternal life. Tap your neighbor and say, wake up, she's almost done. When you leave here today, I want you to think about two things. Leaven. What is that thing in your life that's pulling you from God? And then I want you to pray that God would remove it from your life. And the second thing I want you to think of is this bread of life. Some of us have short-term memory. Amen. 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 But Jesus says, whenever you eat of this bread, remember me. Remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for each and every one of us. And let us not take this special moment for granted. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ, the bread of life, eternal life, broken for each and every one of us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.